Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good evening, this is Dr. McDaniel back at the GYN Corner. Uh, today is Tuesday, April 18th, and I've been doing this, this is the third part of the three-part series on vaginities, so vaginal infections. Uh, we guess I spoke briefly about how vaginal infections are either from yeast, from bacteria, from a combination, or from a sexual infection, but only 10% of people with a, an STD or sexual infection will have symptoms. So the bulk of infections are gonna be yeast, bacteria, or a combination of the two. This is all in response to a viewer question about frequent or uh, persistent vaginal infections that she stated were yeast infections after every menstrual cycle. So uh, predominantly infections occur due to an imbalance in the normal environment or the normal flora that uh, is supposed to be present in the vagina. Yeast infections are more commonly going to occur or I should say predominantly going to occur in a low or acidic vaginal pH because that's what's normal for the vagina. And they will most commonly have a lot of irritation, itching, swelling, burning, stinging. And I mentioned the paper cuts or the fissures. Yeast infections should not have a bad odor. They can have a pungent or a food odor, but they shouldn't have a bad odor. If they have a bad odor, they're more commonly going to be uh, a combination of yeast and bacteria. And yeast infections can have a variety of colors. The uh, setup for yeast is most often going to be dietary or activities. So a lot of carbs, sugars, bread, alcohol, <coughs> Um, those are the predominant ones and activities so increased exercise uh, wearing layers where there's a lot of sweat uh, moisture humidity collected um, those are predominantly and then anything that affects the immune system so good stress bad stress weddings funerals those are predominant as far as bacteria goes bacteria is most commonly going to be present in a high vaginal ph environment because bacteria likes an alkaline environment so greater than seven and bacteria will majority of the time have a bad odor because once bacteria has a high concentration it has a bad odor anything that smells bad is due to bacteria uh, bacteria can have a variety of presentations different colors and um, it also can be irritating, so itchy, swelling, burning, stinging, fissures, paper cuts, all of that <coughs> can be present with bacteria, <coughs> sorry, because any kind of constant wetness on the skin can mount that inflammatory response. Um, bacteria, again, will also be present if there's a, 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 a chink in the immune system armor, so good stress, bad stress, wedding, funerals, uh, increased physical activities, it's less common for bacteria to come about just because of dietary changes, whereas with yeast, that's the most common reason, dietary changes. Uh, let's see. <coughs> Sorry, I mentioned I have a frog in my throat today. I mentioned at-home monitoring or screening with the pH strips. They sell those at the drugstores. 
One could do that if it's acidic, then it's more likely a yeast or predominantly yeast issue. If it's alkaline, it's more likely a bacterial or a predominantly bacterial issue. <coughs> Excuse me. Prescription treatments for yeast will always be an antifungal. Most common is diflucan, fluconazole, pills by mouth, pink pills. After that, the vaginal insert prescription. Three night or seven night. The one night really doesn't exist anymore. Uh, bacterial infection is always going to be an antibiotic, either pills by mouth or vaginal insert. <coughs> Flagyl, metronidazole, seconidazole. Those are the usual doxycycline, lots of antibiotics that treat the <coughs> bulk or the core. Bacterial imbalances or overgrowth, be they an overgrowth of the vaginal bacteria, which we call BV, that's the air quotes, BV. BV is just short for bacterial vaginosis or bacterial vaginitis, which is an overgrowth or an imbalance of the normal bacteria that's supposed to be in the vaginal environment. <coughs> bacterial infections could also be due to contaminants from skin, intestinal system, uh, fecal bacterial, or from potentially wacko sources, ones that usually cause URIs, upper respiratory infections, or pneumonia can potentially be fair game. Now, non-prescription treatments that one could do, or homeopathic treatments that one could do, one can do treatments that support the immune system. Supplements that support the immune system should be done on a, on a daily, chronic, long-term basis in order to decrease or mitigate the frequency of imbalances, regardless of the source, regardless of whether it's yeast, fungal, bacteria, doesn't matter. If your immune system is strong, that will suppress imbalances because <coughs> sorry, only the immune system can manage the normal flora. It's responsible for managing the normal flora. So the vagina and the intestinal system are the same. They're on par because everywhere in our body is sterile. Body is completely sterile except two places vaginal system and the intestinal system. The immune system is responsible for maintaining the normal balance of those non-sterile or contaminated areas. So if you take supplements that strengthen the immune system, they will help minimize imbalances, the severity of imbalances and the frequency of imbalances. <clears throat> the most common supplement that works really, really well is lysine, L-lysine. That's an amino acid and it supports the immune system really well. A lot of people take the lysine regularly for cold sores, fever blisters, uh, herpes outbreaks, genital warts, all of the host of what we call um, opportunistic infections, infections that thrive when your immune system is compromised. Catch with the supplements, especially lysine, is you have to take 500 milligrams twice a day. So 500 in the morning, 500 in the evening, 1,000 milligrams once a day does not work for the majority of people. I think that's because that <coughs> sorry supplement has a half-life, which means it gets into your system and it wears out relatively quickly. If you just take one tablet once a day, it's going to wear out quickly. The bulk of the day, you're not going to have that supplement. If you break it up into twice a day, it stretches it out so that you have that supplement to help support the immune system. I have found over the years that most women will have to take that supplement, the L-lysine, 500 milligrams in the morning, 500 milligrams in the evening, <coughs> every day 
religiously, like your life depends on it. If you don't take it every day, it does not work. And for at least a three to six month block of time, that's the best one. Second to that are probiotics. The probiotics you do have to take every single day religiously, like your life depends on it. Whatever probiotic you take, it doesn't matter. As long as you take that probiotic twice as often as the bottle recommends. I found over the years that the recommendations on the bottle are good for the immune system to help support intestinal health, but not strong enough to support vaginal health. So if you take the supplement, the probiotic, doesn't matter what it is, a popular one is Floristore. I don't have stock with the Floristore company, I'm just recommending it because I know it's a popular one. Recommendation is once a day for the Floristore. You do want to take one tablet twice a day. And whatever your supplement probiotic recommends, if it says one tablet two times a day, you want to take one tablet four times a day. Those are the most common. After that, lots of different supplements will help. Zinc, vit high dose vitamin C, um, <clears throat> Those are the, the, the top players. Um, if you're trying to treat an infection over, uh, with just homeopathic over-the-counter, then what works really well, if it's yeast, then 300 milligrams of boric acid, you can get that non-prescription over-the-counter, 300 milligrams of boric acid before you go to bed and first thing in the morning, so twice a day, for at least a seven to 10 day block of time works well. And in addition to that, taking whatever probiotic you have at hand twice as often as the bottle recommends. So a double whammy for that. That works really well for yeast. For bacterial sources of discharge, irritation, blah, blah, infection, imbalance, for bacteria, works, what works really well is also doing the probiotics twice a day or twice as often as the bottle recommends for at least seven to 10 days. But at the same time, taking garlic clove works really well. Threading a garlic clove, placing the garlic clove in the vagina before you go to bed, you have it threaded. So it's like a tampon string with a thread. You just tie a knot in it. You have a long thread. I would thread it several times. So you have some thickness to the thread, uh, some stability or strength to it. So thread it at least like seven to eight times long and then place that in the vagina before you go to bed take it out in the morning uh, you shouldn't smell like garlic from that and then doing that every day for that same seven to ten day time frame if you notice that your symptoms have gone away within that seven to ten days you still want to do at least seven ideally ten days for the garlic insert and then continue it so you taper it off continue the garlic insert three nights a week for two weeks, and then two nights a week for two, two weeks, and then once a night, one night a week for at least two to three weeks at, thereafter, so it really tapers it out. <clears throat> Those regimens work really well. Some people do the tea tree oil on the tampon. That works okay for some people, not for most people, but it is an option. If you do the tea tree oil on the tampon, you'll want to do that every night for at least two weeks straight, and then taper it out three times a week for two weeks, two times a week for two weeks, and then once a week for two to three weeks. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it up, it's getting late. 
So I hope those tips were helpful. I had a patient recently who told me that she bought something that had a combination insert with vitamin C and a whole bunch of other things. That would help potentially to maintain normal balance because vitamin C is acidic, but I don't expect that to, to treat something that's already established. So I hope that's helpful. Um, this is Dr. McDaniel on GYN Corner. We're here in New York, Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan. If you want to drop by or come in as a patient, I'd be happy to see you. Uh, we have office hours Monday through Fridays between 9 and 6.45, depending on the day. We do walk-ins every day, depending on the day. Every day I'm here, I'll see walk-ins for infections or for, um, I'm going to say urgent, not emergent, but urgent issues. So bladder infections, vaginal infections, the, the elk. Uh, you can just call the office, 212-631-7900. If you want to come in as a walk-in, we'll give you the walk-in hours or to make an appointment. We'll be happy to see you. And uh, I hope everyone has a great rest of the evening. Uh, I should be back tomorrow, Lord willing. I'm in good health, sound mind. Everything's going well. Everyone have a good evening. Bye. for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner, all things health-related for women. Please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode.